Yes, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, live from Arnold's Drive-In and Milwaukee Fried Chicken Stand, You Wanted to See It brings you one of the most exciting events it's ever been our privilege to bring. Okay, kids, Arnold's is proud to present Kenosha, Wisconsin's own... TC and Jake. So, uh, you, you got a hard out in an hour, right? Yeah. Do you need to be picking up in an hour or five thirty in an hour? Okay. And I can okay. get there in fifteen minutes. So yeah. All right. All right. Good to know. Good. To yeah. Know. Um. Yeah. Just I. You know, we're faced with the uh, the podcasters' dilemma. Too much good stuff. Too much good stuff. Too much good stuff. We do have another show this week. Do we need to color check? No, it doesn't matter. If oh, now that we only have one camera, it doesn't it. you don't have to have consistency between cameras. That makes sense. If you are really a perfectionist, I guess having accurate colors uh, would matter for this video, but they're accurate enough. It's Got not it. like you're purple. The mics work? Kinda. I'm not. Okay, well. I don't mean you to didn't be negative. You're uh, upset. Maybe like we've been through. And- I don't feel upset. I feel mildly nervous at all times. Okay. Relating to audio issues. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, we got monkeys, stripper monkeys biting kids. You know, what, what are we going to do? We had a full show before that. Yeah, no, we had a full show before that and then even we, after we that. We teased South Lake last time. I got yeah. these South Lake notes. We're going to get to these notes, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know how it makes today's show. There's a new Limp Bizkit album. There is a new Limp Bizkit album. I listened to it in the middle of the night the other night. Yes, did I? That was great. Um, and that was before I learned that Missed the original deadline, but there's poor weather today. Okay. That Mick and the boys will be uh, introducing JFK Jr. tonight. (laughs) Now, uh, (laughs) last night, even before we found out that Tupac was going to be there, um, Jorts, he was down the street from where I was, and so that was why he was texting me. So I was like, yeah, man, let's just meet at a bar now. And he was insistent that that couldn't happen, but that we had to go to the Rolling Stones tomorrow. <laughs> like, is there is there a time before the day before that you would want to schedule this? Uh, but yeah, no, just the weather looks too crummy. So even, even though JFK Jr. is going to be there, um, gonna rise up from the waters of gay head. That just never gets brought up by anyone but me nowadays. I brought it up today. The, the gay, the gay heads involved in this whole thing. I brought it up. Uh, for people who don't know, the uh, the area of Martha's Vineyard where JFK's Junior's plane went down. All the 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 uh, datelines. I because I like on the Wikipedia page. I just I was trying to confirm these details for myself, so I go to JFK Jr.'s Wikipedia page. I had this exact same experience today. <laughs> okay. By the way, I'm uh, like, don't call it that. Call it what it is. <laughs> Command F Gay Head. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and nothing on there. And I'm like, all right. Well, I, I know that it's in there somewhere. I've heard the Rancho too many times to, to think that this is not possible. So I just am googling JFK Jr. Gay Head. And uh, yeah, the the dateline on all of the stories. It doesn't say anything in the story about Gayhead. Uh, they're not Gayhead stories, but in the dateline of the stories, it just says right there. And I was wondering, like, is it spelled it? Nope. No. Nope. It's just is it, one, is it is it is it one word? No. So no, no. 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 It's an adjective. Gayhead. <laughs> yeah. Well, how the island get its name? Well, one man was sucking another man's <laughs> cock. <laughs> 
You want to see something huh. else cool? <laughs> yeah, I do. So I removed my search history so we could do this. Okay. So JFK Jr. space. Don't you think G? Maybe, right? Oh, is it coming? A? No, of course that it's not. G-A? It's not? What the fuck? It's not even finishing, as it were, at gay. It's just a, it's a news story, folks. Can't change anything about it. Someone uh, forgot to tell Norm that. <laughs> that so it's many, a news story? Yeah. Yeah, no, he took it very seriously then. Has anyone spoken with him about it recently? I'm not sure. I doubt it. I think that's kind of an episode he kind of tried to move on from once he was actually hired by the ticket. But if you don't know, when Norm was still at Cliff, he somehow was listening to the rant, which has always been the craziest part of that story. To not me. crazy to me <laughs> at all. He was in the car. He wanted to hear sports. He went, maybe you're right. That's You're probably right. Because this was uh, before ESPN and certainly before the fan. It would have been the only all-sports station in town. That's true. So maybe that July of 1999, he was looking for some hot stove news. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and he flipped over to the, the city's only all-sports station, and he mm -hmm. heard the rant laughing about JFK Jr. going down at Gay Head. Yes. And he tried to have them fired. Yeah, he, he wrote an email. Uh, probably not an email. Yeah. Probably a letter. Probably a letter followed by an in-person visit yeah, to the I, 13th. Was that, yeah, was that like recent that uh, the Cumulus purchase had gone through? Like, because he used to be at a, for, I mean, I, I think that a lot of people know this, but yeah, he, he was at a station that was in no way affiliated with the ticket whatsoever. Then the station, I think that Cliff was always a Cumulus station, right? It wasn't Cumulus, but yeah, it was yeah, yeah. the same cluster. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, the, the people who owned the station that Norm worked for were looking to expand and they bought the ticket. And then for a period of a couple years, he continued to exist. But then they eventually, you know, decided to go to all news talk on there and uh, move move him over to the sports talk station. But this was, I believe, the beginning of that limbo period where he suddenly had the same boss, who, by the way, was his old producer. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, the, the, had this new station who's, in my mind, uh, star, yeah, like – I guess I don't want to ask you salary questions on in a recorded setting, but uh, I'll bet that Gordon is more valued. Well, I mean, I think you could say that just based on time slot alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, anybody in morning or afternoons is going to be making more than anybody. But even amongst the people who are in the morning and the afternoon. That I don't know. I don't either. Uh, but I, I've always but heard the morning is, is, you know. Some places I would imagine afternoons are paid higher than mornings, but I, I honestly do not know. Yeah. Have um, you ever heard this phrase used before? Uh, three days after his father was assassinated, he rendered a salute at the funeral. I've certainly heard the word render. I've never heard somebody rendered a salute. I think I've heard that. Like, not a ton, but amongst, like, you know, military jagoffs. Maybe. That's what you're doing. You're rendering it. Yeah, and the, uh, the money line, which I assume we're allowed to repeat without anyone asking for us to be fired because, you know, it's been a while now. Uh, I, I don't know if this is what Norm objected to. I can't tell you. I've heard the whole thing. And what the, the part that I found mo most risque was they were talking about if the plane had gone down. During the time that they're talking, the bodies had not been found. They just know there's a plane and it hasn't been recovered. 
and where so it went down. There's, <laughs> yes, they know where they're looking for the plane. Um, and uh, so they're speculating about what they might have. They're like, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe uh, right when it was about to hit, they just rolled out <laughs> onto the ground, right? Uh, you know, if you, if you okay. just kind of tuck and roll right at the moment, then you're good. Uh, and then Davey said that uh, if they had failed to do so um, and, like, timed it wrong, that uh, JFK Jr.'s body upon impact would have been crumpled up so that he was the size he was when he saluted his dead daddy's <laughs> okay, casket. Okay, that's right. That was the phrase that that paid. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so he wasn't at the rally today. No, he's going to be at the Stones concert. Right, it got moved. How fucking great is it that there does happen to be a Stones concert tonight? Like, what more do the fucking boomers need upon learning that, in fact, uh, JFK Jr. is not back yet? Then be like, but here's a little catnip for you. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know that, like, uh, it'll be halftime of Maverick's Heat. <laughs> I don't think that really would have got the blood flowing for they're doing him, you know? a filming of a uh, murder she wrote down the street at the same <laughs> that's time that's about that's about your only option <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, ah yes things that i an old person love it, and we talked about this today during the 130 news like i don't really know how the local news will handle this because dan said something to the effect yeah, like, of like where do you even start exactly like when we talked about with epstein dan was like like you know, when like when i was hearing people ask about the stripper story it's like you want me to go back to Springer, Halloween night? I don't know what to do here. Yeah, exactly. To College Station days for Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jeff used to be married. Yeah. So like, but yeah, like Dan, Dan was saying, this is a small amount of people and it's going to get a ton of news coverage. And I understand like that from a logical point. Like we're, we're giving too much credit and attention, much too much money. Uh, to I feel that way percent. about 99% of stories. I don't feel that way about this one. It's delightful. I th- if it were two people, I want to hear I mean, like have them both on the news. <laughs> you think the JFK Jr. is coming back? Because there's a yeah. secret sex ring and he's been looking to fucking That's go right. on. Yeah. Tell me everything you got. Tell me about this calendar thing, how we're going to have two Halloweens now. <laughs> yeah. I understand. But like, I honestly... I'm going to record and, and fly by all four of the local newscasts tonight because I don't think they know how to deal with these stories. It was like when we were talking about what what happens I don't have an idea. <laughs> if my mom yeah. sees NBC News, nightly news, national news talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Like so she, he's in jail. Why was he in jail? She has, And it's not her fault. She does not have the prior knowledge of that story to be able to wrap it up in a six-minute hit. And I don't. I really don't know how Rebecca Lopez can properly explain to the average Collin County viewer what happened in downtown Dallas today. I just don't. So I think they just say, fuck it. We're just not going to do it. That's kind of what the morning news did with the QAnon thing. The convention, right? Like they kind of were just like, "Eh, I don't know. Seems complicated. (laughs) There's some stuff going on. Read somewhere else if you want to know more about it. So you want to get into the monkey? Do I ever? I, I mean, I, you know, you just feel so honored whenever something like this pops and the, there's someone out there who's their first thought is, I wonder what the, that's, that's what we've been working our whole life to do is just position ourselves that whenever there's a stripper monkey that people are like, 
these guys, they want to know about the stripper monkey. And people know we love college football. <laughs> I mean, I love everything involved in the story. Yeah. There's no part of it. I Well, I don't love infidelity. Uh, If it's done right, like he was obviously looking to. I don't love children being harmed. That part I actually love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like six, this kid seems like he sucks. The one that got seventh bit, grade. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Like you're not. You can't. You, if if her eyewitness account, or I suppose not eyewitness account, but if her tour of her backyard tells the story, then like okay, let's put it this way. What if this were a dog, right? And it's not quite as salacious as a monkey, but they had the dog through like three gates. And three points of which you're not supposed to keep going. And uh, the, that's not the monkey detail is not the key one that I would change of trying to shift how people are. It's the fact she's a stripper. Yeah. If this is a regular suburban mom who owns an emotional support animal and yeah. fucking kid busts through. Yeah. Th then it's look at this fucking dipshit kid. And she needs to get a better PR firm. I mean, I don't think she has a PR firm at all. Uh, just whoever let this, the first inkling of the story get out be some fucking dude tweeting, like, seemed to greatly exaggerate, or I guess we don't have the facts yet. Uh, I, God, I hope this kid goes on local news and that we've got, like, close-up images of his monkey play. Of <laughs> his just mangled hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the parents are crying. Um, but, uh, it, it seems to me like there's a large... Uh, I, I can say with certainty there's large divergence between what she says happens and the tweet that initially went out. Yeah, the initial one. The initial one said uh, that <laughs> the monkey allegedly attacked and seriously hurt a young trick-or-treater last night on Halloween. The monkey's jaws apparently had to be pried off the small child. Like, that's – come on. Who's doing the prying? Is the child that small, 11 or 12 years old? I don't know. I've seen some big <laughs> – Junior high kids in my day, and I feel like they're getting bigger. So yeah, I, this is not a 1800s 11 or 12-year-old. I bet there's an 11-year-old that could beat you up. Dude, well, there's no doubt about it, dude. Yeah. I see some of them getting dropped off at school down the street, and I'm questioning. You're like uh, Dale taking a different route? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to have to lick the white dog crap in front of the local private school down the street. And those kids are probably soft. So yeah, if you go through a few different gates there, like in this scenario – Miss Terry has like an emotional support bird, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And the bird is in a cage in the Saban's backyard. We're charging the kid. You're probably charging the kid. You're certainly not, you know, throwing at this lady's head just for having an emotional support monkey. No, this is people not treating strippers correctly. Have you former strippers? Have you seen though, like the like how many videos of her have you seen? Couple. Okay, like have you seen the one where she's bouncing on another lady? No, send me that one. Okay, you know I need that. It's tonight. It's honestly, I I told somebody this when I first saw this video. We'll watch it here live. Well, I don't want to masturbate in your living room. No, no, no. Uh, that's not the one. It's this one right here. This is this should be an Olympic sport. So like, holy shit! I have no idea how the woman on the bottom, who is upside down with her legs completely spread out. The one on the top is Pole Assassin. How yeah. she's bouncing her. How, Pole Assassin how she, is just standing on that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, there's not a That's single real member. talent. Now she leans down and apparently is looking on the middle parts there of the other woman. Now that must be her clue, uh, cue to leave. 
It's pole assassins time now. Dude, and, that, that's a correct amount of money to be on that stage. And it's not going to stop. What she's doing right here, there's not a single member of the U.S. women's gymnastics Holy team that could pull shit. this off. You're right, dude. I've seen people climb poles. I've never seen them climb with that speed and that power. It's the power for me. It is. Every thrust is just, and you know, I showed this to someone who's uh -huh. a big fan of strip clubs. Uh-huh. Because I'm like, hey, is this normal? What did Troy think of it? <laughs> and the person who's a... A frequenter of strip club said to me, like, that's the most impressive thing I've ever seen. I would agree. From someone dancing on a pole. I, I'm not nearly as much in a position to be an authority, but I've uh, I've seen what Stormy Daniels can do. And while amazing, it's not that. Yeah. So do you know she worked at Ecstasy? Yeah, right yeah. Right over by uh, the old home. Uh, brick noser kind of. Yeah. I had, <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. And, and uh, I, someone else was in our, uh, was in the mentions, uh, the podcast listener I've certainly uh, heard from before. Yeah. Uh, said that he had uh, spent some time. You guys, have, you guys have a little conversation there? You know I had to go cool, and reach cool, out cool. to the yeah, sources. No, I, I should have too. You're what right. he said here was the, this is the funniest part about this. He says, let me know if you need any background for an IJB segment. She was my ex's best friend. Hell yeah. I asked a couple questions. He said, she's been doing the stripper grift for years. When I knew her, she was the sugar baby of some old A&M guy who would fly her out. Now, at the time, I don't think he knew that this coach used to work at A&M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very likely that it was the same guy. Gotta be, right? She has two monkeys, or had two, the one from the story, and then this cute, uh, small, cute squirrel monkey. When I heard the story, I thought the squirrel monkey was the one who did the biting because he wasn't out of the, allowed out of his cage because he would attack men. Yeah. So this gentleman's response to this story was that he expected it to be the other monkey. <laughs> the good monkey bit the kid. <laughs> I thought that was an incredible response. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, he has a bunch of info <laughs> on the guy. He's like, not Just the imagining squirrel monkey like that I a, know. a scene where like with no context, you know, like someone walks in, she's like, yeah, the monkey bit. And he's like, well, it was always in that cave. No, 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 no. The other monkey. The other one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Brick said she had like 500 dogs, which I would say that's more unstable than having two monkeys. Hey, that's getting picked up. Like, we get the dog a toy so that she's not, like, all over us and humping us and stuff. And now she just chews on the toy the whole time and it makes a loud noise. Yeah. I do think the type of person who owns 500 dogs, though, more prone to owning, like, a non-traditional animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, I don't know, man. You get, there's, you reach a tipping point with dogs pretty quick where it stops being your house. And some people, that works for them. And me, I'm unsettled. Yeah, I'm unsettled. The other thing about that, though, is one monkey, it's not your house anymore. So yeah, you're kind of right. achieving the same level of that's right. seeding of sovereignty. Yeah, nah, none of it's for me. But, you know, not everyone has to live like me. For example, you can leave your wife and four kids for a stripper. Could you imagine the amount of fucking... Just have you, would you, have you ever felt as free? Like you're saying that if... if Okay, so the freedom to just be like, yes, I'm a kind of a public figure here. Uh, I'm not only going to uh, be paying thousands and thousands of dollars to women all over the country while I'm out recruiting uh, and probably somehow doing it on A&M or Texas or Bama's Dime, but to then, like, move in with one of them <laughs> <laughs> and let her bring the monkey. Have you ever been so ready to risk it all in no. your entire life? Yeah, I don't know that. 
I don't know that anyone has ever. Like, and I'm I, sure there's a story from the Bible <laughs> or something that I, doesn't immediately come to mind. And that story was used to teach lessons for centuries. And but, I mean, I, I think that uh, it's one of those, the fact that we don't have much information, you know, like none of us has never ever met Jeff Banks. I feel like I got a decent idea of pole assassin at this point, but by no means an expert. Anyone who's talked to her for five seconds knows more knows more about her than I do. Um, so like there's just your, your brain is doing a lot of work to fill in the gaps here. And so whenever, whenever people are saying like left wife and four kid, like, you know, I, I don't like, honestly, I do fucking feel forever and involved. Like any kind of separation situation is bad. Um, but like, I think that whatever you say wife and four kids, the brain works to fill in like normal girl, non-stripper. You know, like yeah. good kids, but you know, like, uh, and also like you, you also work in the idea that that's the only reason they're divorced, which you don't know that, right? Like they may have just honestly been at a stage where they were going to get divorced anyways. It doesn't appear that that's really the case. Cause it seems like he's been doing this for quite a while, but that happens, right? Like yeah. you're about to get divorced or you get I mean, divorced I, and you quickly thereafter having relations with someone else. In, in, for men who get divorced, the period of their life where they spend the most time in strip clubs is probably immediately after the divorce. Yeah. And and to go a step further, probably having sex, <laughs> yeah. be they with the strippers or, or not. Like that's when, you know, you got a little gusto about you because you're back out there. That probably Working wears out, off. Getting in shape. Yeah, I remember this first time I saw that my dad had purchased a bench press. <laughs> and it was not that long after he moved out. Yeah. What's this for? Um, yeah, no, jet I mean, ski too. You know, you just – you read the story about uh, him and uh, the uh, Dolphins bullying coach getting together and telling a bunch of – ladies from College Station, Jesus fucking Christ. Could you imagine the level of offense – if one of the women that we saw in the Dixie Chicken that one afternoon yeah. ever heard someone say things like finish on top. Yeah. Uh, we're we're talking in case the people aren't fully up. The, the coach was uh, chastised, uh, punished while at A&M. Jeff Banks was for uh, having like a ladies of Aggie football seminar. Chalk talk. <laughs> Chalk talk. What they called it. Where, uh, you know, every slide was sexual innuendo. And the, the coach who was also punished for it was the O-line coach for the Dolphins during the Richie Incognito. Who was the guy that he was bullying? The Stanford tackle? Oh, wow. That's Martin? a good one. Yeah, was it J David Martin? Now I have to know. Um, but yeah, I... I knew he was one of the Dolphins coaches. I did not look it up. I thought for a second he might be the Dolphins cocaine coach, but I'm pretty sure he's the O-line coach who oversaw the Richie Incognito thing. You're correct. You're, that was Chris Forrester, okay. the other one. This yeah. is uh, Jonathan Martin. Jonathan Martin. And I think Chris Forrester might have been special teams also. Is that crazy or was he o offensive line? I think that he was OL. Ah, uh, man, what a great video that was. Amazing. Chris Forrester. Current offensive line coach for the San Francisco 49ers. No fucking way. <laughs> I know he went to Hell rehab yeah. for a while, but apparently he's right back in the game. Like a goddamn Phoenix, dude. My man. Offensive line coach. Now the I Dolphins, don't feel so bad about getting, getting beat by them last week. Now I want I want to see him do well. And the crazy the crazy thing like that you mentioned about the the fact that he's married to her or not married to her. I I'm haven't putting been able that to, down is so they got away with that, huh? Chris Forster? Yeah. I mean I did I do think he lost his family. Okay. 
I think. I'm putting the hold. We're I'm going to get the team to investigate. There was a long got away with that. There was a long uh, article about him after he went away that I feel like said that they had moved out. Because, like, that was, you know, shockingly not an isolated incident. That's he probably just wasn't everyone. as worried about the cocaine as the fact that it wasn't her that he was, uh... Ripped these big grams off you. Just wish this was you, baby, oh, while we yeah. were fucking... I got a meeting. How about before I go in there, I do this? <laughs> and again, the, the crazy part about, about the, the, the bank story is that, monkey aside, it's that the woman lives with him. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. dude, anybody who knows anybody who's worked no. for a pro sports team, but I Cheating say, with strippers tired, leaving everyone <laughs> and moving in with one. With a Wired. monkey. <laughs> with a monkey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys are full throttle, man. Yeah. They're full throttle. You know, he makes a million dollars a year. God damn, really? The second highest special teams coach makes like 560 based on what's reported. And apparently it's because this dude is like. I mean, it had to be a good away from Alabama. Well, yeah, I I was about to opine with something I'd recently read on that. And then I remembered that I read it on texags.com, so I stopped. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have any fucking clue. He wasn't that good of a recruiter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once Texas hired him. Because I was trying to find out more information. Because I wanted, like, my point that I was making about the the wife and kids, like, uh, any woman who's willing to be with Jeff Banks is like, uh, you know, I mean, like, I have love for her in my heart. Uh, this is not to like denigrate them, but like it can't be that different from a stripper who, you know, I think strippers are great. Uh, I'm just saying that like it takes a certain sort of a coarse sort to, <laughs> to be willing to overlook the apparent humor of Jeff Banks. Although maybe it was just maybe uh, the incognito coach bullied him into it. We don't know. Yeah, but, how about just the coarse sort that coaches special teams? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like. That's not going to be an easy ride for you as a wife. There's a chance. Definitely. It seems like there's really only two options, right? That's the cocaine user's cocaine user right there. That's right. <laughs> Watching uh, our special teams coordinator coach against the 49ers, I'd really had that driven home to me. Yeah. So you get you get probably God God coach or you get Jeff Banks. Mm-hmm. I I would imagine there's like a 20% middle that are just normal, pretty chill dudes. Yeah. But I think you either get like guy who's really, really into religion or you get stripper monkey moves in a week after the kids moved out. I, I want to know like if the kids visit. Like <laughs> yeah, have they, they met the monkey? Do. Yeah. Now I loved on Tex Ags how it's being presented as like he abandoned his family. Of course. That's so fucking – just you people and you're moralizing like you're fucking better. Like no one who ever went to AM has gotten divorced and seen their kids less. Anyways. And like he was a fucking coach at AM. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also revisionist history because all we heard about for years were those classes. They're in the swag cop through years? Yeah. Like he had to have been doing something right on the recruiting front to have earned that uh, reputation. Here's another weird thing I learned today. Do you know Jerry Springer was still on like a couple of years ago? No idea. Like apparently it's been on a bunch of different channels and <laughs> networks yeah. and stuff and it's had a couple of hiatuses. But like, I was confused by the fact that she'd be on Jerry Springer. Because I'm um, like, I certainly would have seen that episode she? if she was, yeah, like if it was, I mean, it was probably one of the best of and I've seen <laughs> yeah, all those. Definitely. So like, yeah, it, I guess it's been on 
continuous well that's not the right way to put it but there's been 27 seasons and apparently it was still on her episode was in 2017 fuck off yeah. no way <laughs> yeah and it says here that at the end of Jerry uh, Springer made the Trump administration folks incredible uh moved to the CW okay in uh 2018 feels like that's where it belonged maybe these are just reruns but her episode was in 2017 because <laughs> Have you seen the screenshot where they their uh, show account posted her video and she replied like, thanks, it was great to I be did. on. I did. Yeah, that was great. Maybe she's a real gem. Dude, I'll bet she is. How about her tweeting at the recruits? <laughs> I love it. You like that one? <laughs> you think that uh, uh, the funniest AD in the land, Chris Del Conte, loves it? <laughs> <laughs> He's as, probably got a little joke about it. As a woman with a... <laughs> A monkey helping her strip yeah. in her profile and photos of her like <laughs> at team functions with a coach. You look good in orange and yeah. white. 18-year-old. <laughs> That's incredible. Probably wasn't 18, to be honest. They recruit them early. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an amazing story and I love it. We both love it. Everyone loves it. Like it's so crazy that I don't even think people are getting too uh, fired up about the normal red meat that is emotional support fill in the blank. I know, I know, right? Like that I mean, that's a tough bar to cross because yeah. there's nothing that like the Tucker Carlson crowd loves more than to be like, "What a fucking peacock!" <laughs> like, <laughs> how this is a this is what, what's our world coming to? No one's even mentioning that. God, wouldn't you love to be around the first time that she found out that she could get one? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, whenever she first met her monkey guy. <laughs> yeah, you meet yeah, the I monkey, got a monkey guy. guy. But then I, know, like, I, I got a guy. He can get you a couple. Okay, here's another question. I mean, we've seen that the monkey is very involved in her act at times. Uh-huh. Who trained that monkey to be involved in a, a pole act? Dude, if she's got two monkeys, a bunch of dogs, and a big-ass lizard, it's her, dude. I think that she that's seems, incredible. She appears to legitimately love animals and probably understands them much better than we do. Just the the video of her whenever she's like walking back to the cage or whatever is like commanding that monkey around in a way that sounds like she's a goddamn animal trainer. And it's well constructed like habitat for it. Like she's truly a renaissance woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a babe. <laughs> she can do it all. You know, she has interests and she just dives in. She finds out everything she can about those interests. It's a beautiful. Let's uh, let's give you a live luck here. Uh, I talked to my brother last night, uh-huh. and it, we just catching up. And he called me just now. Uh huh. So there must be something we need to look at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How's GME doing? Yeah, it looks like uh, looks like we closed at two seventeen, and uh, that's good. We're up here. At, Happy about that. Yeah. I knew if he's calling around this time of day, it <laughs> means that the market close was good. <laughs> something, something GME related. Yeah. Um, so I, I did. Uh, I think Southlake will probably say. Can we, can we say next podcast we're getting a big, big spot for it? Can we save a big spot for it? Sure. I mean, we got twenty five minutes if you wanted to do it here. I, it's a lot of stuff. I don't okay. want to feel rushed. Um. I want to do a. I just. I had. I have something to say about the new Limp Bizkit album, Jake. Okay. Um. So not not the first night listening to it, but after you know going back through it, um, man, I found myself unexpectedly emotional listening to their cover of "Don't Change," which 
just the fact that they decided to put a cover and don't change on a new Limp Bizkit album. So fucking amazing. Uh, it's the it's the credit music for uh, Adventureland, which is uh, one of my favorite movies, Adventureland. So I've always been a been a big fan of the song. But uh, as as a big Biscuit fan, uh, you, you probably can recall at least some point. Maybe you can help me out with uh, remembering the specifics. But I think that there was one of the Family Values Tour live albums where Fred was addressing the crowd like as kind of like a build up to a song or maybe, you know, like a little talking over the bridge kind of thing. And um, was just uh, going on about like that – like I, the line that I echoes in my head, like every time I think of Fred Durst, I could just hear him saying it is uh, what I love about you is what I love about me. And that's what we ain't ever going to change, baby. <laughs> I don't remember that. I just I think it is a consistent theme of his work like this talking about not changing because I he's brought it up since then. And it, it comes I just I feel like it's definitely why they chose to put that cover. Like, I think that that song. I presume that maybe I'm making all this up, but whatever. Uh, what I am making up is that Fred loves that song because, uh, you know, has the, the two words of the title are his fucking mantra in life. And I was just thinking about what he means by that because I, at various, like, I, I thought about that at Excel. Like, whenever they were telling us, like, you gotta change, I was like, you know, I want to, but I feel like I'd be betraying Fred. <laughs> He told me that he knew. Yeah. Uh, I don't doubt that that actual thought crossed your mind. A hundred percent. And so I was, because at that time, you know, my conception of what he meant was like, I will always be a fucking, you know, like a parent disobeying drug user who has a poor relationship with my family. And thinking about it anew, I don't think that that's specific. I don't think that he was trying to say, uh, don't learn lessons in rehab. I don't think that was the the point of of his message there. I think it's got something to do with authenticity and the, you know, kind of general thing in music at that time and certainly before that time about selling out, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, don't change the substance of who you are in response to external things. You know, don't. Don't be willing to be a different kind of person if you think it makes you more money, if, you, if you're not happy and you're not being true to yourself. And just, you know, that, that who your authentic self is, is someone that you live out every day. You know, like the, you don't subjugate that to other things, that you you stay true to that. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking about who I am and what I'm doing now and thinking about who I was and what I was doing the first time I heard Fred Durst say something like that. And... I don't know, man. You know, I'm sure you could make counter cases and there's quibbles here and there. I'm not perfect, but I feel like under that definition, I don't think I have changed since then. I feel like I've, I've you know, tried to carve out a good amount of authentic TC available in the, uh, the, the you know, in, in, in my existence. And I don't know. I was, just, I was just really thinking about it. And I was just I was just feeling like me and Fred, we've just been getting through life together for a while now. And it just it just means a lot to me. Yeah, I would say <clears throat> core values wise, I've only known you for, I don't know, I guess it's been like a third of your life. But yeah, I would say uh, those have not changed. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, there are some like ways to execute things that certainly for everybody do, but I don't. Yeah, like everyone's trying to improve. I don't think Fred's anti-improvement. Right, like you said. But also, like, 
it's really interesting too if you frame it this way that like I really had no idea what it would sound like if that band ever made another album again. Yeah. <laughs> because most bands from that era or really from any era that's like thought of as like that was a joke. Mm-hmm. They don't go back to it like 15 years later. They're like, ah, oh, man, everyone thinks that sucks. Why don't we just count the money that we made on it? You know, if, if occasionally somebody wants to hire us to play like a cruise, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that they think yeah. it's funny for us to be there, we'll take the check. But like, we're going to do different stuff now because we want people to respect us. And then like, they might even go a step further and be like, I don't know if it's really cool for me to be like rapping with this accent anymore, even though I do think it's the accent I've had since I was like a teenager. Everyone else looks at that now and is like, ah, that's a little bit of a, you know, black exploitation even. And he's like, ah, no, I don't care about literally any of that. Dude. Like, I want to make the album that I like. And you the missed album, one thing, dude. He yeah, doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. The thing about you is you always do or whatever the line is. Like, it's very clear. Like, they just were like. We're just going to make an album like the last 15 years didn't happen. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's, it's, I've, I don't know that I've encountered to too many things it. like it. Like, cause you just think about albums made past the band's prime. Like, uh, there's, I've, I've never even listened to it because it came out while I was at Excel. Um, but I, I read about the, uh, making of, uh, one of like Korn's albums where they decided that the only way they could, uh, finish this art was if the label each bought, like, rented each of them, like, $8 million mansions in the suburbs of Phoenix. <laughs> they just, like, <laughs> stayed out there for, like, nine months making this fucking album. Uh, and, like, you know, something like that. Like, it, how is this different than that? You know, like it's it's a it's a post peak. Like, and I don't know. I I'm not like saying that in a denigrating kind of way. Like I, I like I said, I think that, I think it's great. Um, but like. So many times when a band that has been washed up for a while makes an album, it's incredibly sad. But something about all this, I'm just thinking fucking rules. Like, it's like they're like, you know, I mean, definitely a large part of it is how much they're acknowledging that they are aware of all of this. And yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw the, uh, the the Eve Six guy was, uh, I think, after the Lollapalooza show, seemed frustrated that uh he was trying to draw a line, and I, I respect his opinion, um, between what he's doing, which is being like, isn't it funny that I did believe all that stuff? Uh, and Limp Bizkit being like, hey, guys, it was a joke all along. Uh, you know, like, I think the way he said it was like, uh, you know, here's to the nights that we were, <laughs> we were uh, doing all that. Um, and you know, like, yeah, dude, I, Fred Durst was absolutely everything he said, you know, like on those first couple albums, he definitely thought that was super cool to talk, like the coolest thing you could be doing. It was not a joke in any way, you know? Um, but like, I, I don't know, dude, I, 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 I think it's, I also don't, I don't feel like this is different in spirit. I feel like they've always had a very, uh, fun and light, like they've always, they did think that like Nookie was a super cool song, as did I, because it was. Um, but uh, willingness to laugh at themselves has been present throughout, right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And the other weird thing about it is I may have missed this if it happened. But like with Fred Durst in particular, I don't think he did. He, he never like went to rehab, did he? I don't think so. So like think about like bands that do. Like Yeah. You're not making usually the same record anymore. Yeah. Like Eminem's music, you know, I'm not saying he can't still 
put together a 16 or 32 that'll give you chills, but it's just, it's not always the same for like a full album. The songs sound different. I mean, they sound so different than the first couple albums that he made. Yeah. And I do think rehab has something to do with that. Like, not that you shouldn't go, you shouldn't get clean, but like, if Red Dead's nah, never you know, really some had people's to go, shit is better. You know, I mean, like, definitely you know, some of it. I bet that all of their lives different. are better. You know, yeah. for anyone thinking about it, um, you know, it doesn't really matter if you can make a, a great rap album. It's just if your family is able to love you, that's a good situation. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just uh, I, like I, I remember. Do you do you recall a couple years ago? He I think started like an Instagram account or maybe it was Snapchat something. That he just had like an initial post where he was sitting in Fred Durst was sitting in a an airport just kind of being like, "Fucks up, y'all." Vaguely, like I just feel like this this the spirit that I loved on that. It's like they've made an entire album of that now. But just like I, you know, he he thinks it's funny that he's the Limp Biscuit guy. <laughs> you know, I, it's also interesting too, just from a how because I haven't like really read any reviews. I pulled a couple up here, but. I haven't had time to obviously go through them, but like the, the life cycle of their band and their shtick is like while they've been static, like everything else has changed. Uh, like in a way that if you're like my age, uh, you thought that shit ruled when you were like 13, 14, 15. At some point um, over time, partially because you're like, oh, maybe some of those lyrics and some of the things that were happening around that band were like, harmful or regressive i have to pretend to like the garden state soundtrack now because this is what everybody <laughs> seems to uh, be telling me that i'm supposed to like and you'd be like all right i kind of liked limb biscuit for a little while but let's not act like i was the hugest fan i was lying of course uh and now it's like okay to like them again <laughs> it's like they never changed a single thing about their like entire vibe and you can it, it's almost like they stuck around so long that there's no such thing as irony or lack of irony anymore. And now it's just there. Like, yeah, no, that is how I feel. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt Brunig has a great riff on that of, you know, uh, there, there's not things that are ironic or not. There's only content. Yeah. The content is either good or is it is or it is not good. And I would say that this is content that is exceptional. Um, yeah, I mean, just the fact that they acknowledge the song, like that they've got the whole song of the guy, Fred, you know, acting as a character being like, uh, you know, well, yeah, I, I used to listen to it when I was a kid, but, but I, I don't think it's cool anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's very conceptual. It's great. But it's kind of like when we talk when, uh, Bob and Dan used to definitely hit me on this pretty hard about like, you don't actually like like Con Air. And Corby, too. Like, anytime we talk movies, I'm like, dude, here's what I know. I have a great time every time I watch this movie. Yeah. And I'll also tell you this. I usually tear up at the emotional parts of it. Absolutely. So it's not even just like I'm like, ha this movie sucks or it's over the top. That's why it's good. Like, I'm actually emotional whenever I see Cameron get his daughter back. <laughs> I'm like, well, so what's, supposed to, what's in a good movie? Was, I was excited. I was invested in the characters. I enjoyed the plot. And I uh, felt an emotional connection to the storyline. Like, I don't see how that's ironic. Yeah. I no, I, mean, I, I guess that what they're getting at, maybe, kind of, is like it's it's not an accurate depiction of reality. But, like, does every movie have to be an exactly accurate depiction of reality? I think that most of them aren't. 
Yeah, I would say, yeah, even the ones that are regarded as like cinematic masterpieces and achievements aren't, right? Yeah. So like how crazy does it need to be? And also like, I don't know if you guys heard us like half an hour ago, but like a thousand people gathered where JFK was assassinated today and thought that he was coming back to life with his dead son to announce that the president, the last one, was the president again now. And they had changed the calendar and it was October 20th. Two Halloweens. So how can you literally look at the news now? And be like, ah, oh, gee, what are you into this this trash movie? That could never happen. Did you like, see the the clip of the lady like telling a group of people taking cover under Dealey Plaza like while it was raining? She was like, oh, and breaking news, I just saw this 1.30 tonight. Trump's coming back in the White House. 1.30 tonight? 1.30 tonight. There's like, it's weird because the people, no one's like, whatever, lady, that's bullshit. Like, no one's close to that. But like... Given how much I think that they love Trump, I don't know that they're receiving that information. I'm confused by their reaction. Like, they seem nonplussed. Interesting. Because I really think, like, most of these, most of these people are so invested in busting up the pedo ring that I don't even know if they care about Trump anymore. I mean, I imagine that they do care about Trump as a means to an end. Like, but they've moved to, hey, whatever it takes to, to stop the pedo ring and you know every month or so they get a story that can breathe new life into uh into their beliefs like recently divorced bill gates and recently divorced jeff bezos going to a secluded cove in <laughs> the near the like what turkey yeah, yeah it was in turkey <laughs> on yeah. like what is described as a super yacht mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to hang out like i mean if i were into q I would have had a fucking field day with that story. What's uh, what's in the cove, guys? What's a, why you got to be so secluded? Oh, you're both recently divorced, huh? What what did you learn from that? Well, nothing because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you see how there's enough there that they can get the red meat that they need. See, the thing is that they don't like uh, focus on that stuff that much. Like the. The, the the things that QAnon there's a lot of conspiracy theorists were, that are worried about things that in general are happening, but they are like far more interested in like the people spinning the fairy tales for them about it than like actually, you know, like I I just don't feel like Epstein stuff has ever gotten the level of stuff that like uh you know like Hillary drinking Adrenochrome and I mean those are. <laughs> I don't even want to say related stories. <laughs> like it's not like they're totally separate. Yeah. Um, but uh you, you know what I mean. And just I was I was thinking about this in terms of uh you know, what, like people worry about 5G, right? Like you'll <laughs> you'll have you'll have folks I think uh, I think Woody Harrelson was out uh, tearing down a tower last year or something. <laughs> uh yeah, no, he was actually filming himself. Like I think he was uh disrupting someone trying to install one okay i think i have that right and uh the evidence that 5g is doing anything harmful is you know i i'm sure that there's some i saw a, a tiktok video of the guy saying like you know why it's hard for you like you think it's hard for kids today and then just making the point that uh, there's too much information, and as a result, you can you can find information for anything. Like he, he, the example that he gave, and I don't know if uh, this is a deceptive example or if it would work for everything, but it feels to me like it would work for everything. It, it, you know, he Googled uh, 
does coffee make you blind? And immediately found some things indicating that, in fact, too much coffee may make you blind. And then Googled, uh, does coffee improve your eyesight? And immediately found several things ah. indicating that coffee would, in fact, improve your eyesight. And so I, I feel like if I Googled, uh, are 5G towers bad for you, that certainly results would come up. But I'm skeptical that there is anything significant indicating that uh, 5G towers are bad for us. Whereas uh, microplastics are destroying the fertility of our race, and we all know it. <laughs> yeah. And causing <laughs> you to have... Like, there's no fucking giant... Uh, yeah, Woody Terrelson's not, not going around taking apart microplastics plants. I mean, has anybody told him about the taints? <laughs> Dude, they're tiny taints now. True story. That's, that story is how I learned the technical word for taint. Perneum? Yeah, or perin. For Neum, I don't know. Maybe I didn't learn it. No, you, you, whatever you think is probably right. I'm not confident in my pronunciation, but there are a couple of uh, yeah. I don't know. Is 5G the, all the answers here? Are we have no reason to believe 5G. That's because big tech. Yeah, I, of course. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Is, yeah, yeah, this is just the results tech. that, and they, of course, also are protecting JFK Jr.'s gay head death. No doubt. No doubt. But yeah, just I, I don't know. It's it's frustrating how much energy there is in the world willing to like try to root out bad things, and then to see how many bad things there are, and to see how little matchup there is between that energy and the actual bad things. It's it's weird too because like you might uh, reason that like well yeah that's because those other things would be hard. I don't know, man. I would say gathering in Dallas in the rain <laughs> like for hours uh to see this thing see this thing home that's that is a form of activism now it may be- I mean stopping 5G rollout like it's incredibly hard to do anything about microplastics they're like if you tried to ban them tomorrow society as we know it would grind to a halt uh but like it's also hard to ban cell phone towers you know but they're they're out there trying so I don't, yeah, I, I guess I don't know that it would do anything. I mean, it would probably do something. And like there, there should be constant pressure on, I was going to say like lawmakers, but it's not even them, dude. It's like whoever's researching how to do this shit, you know, like yeah. uh, the government, like the government didn't create the microplastics problem. I don't think the government can solve the microplastics problem. They can help, you know, and they probably helped to, to create it. I'm sure that some amount of government science research funding went into our understanding of them. But, uh, you know, ultimately you have, you have to have some kind of incentive that people feel that to really put a lot towards this. Now, me, I think that uh, the destruction of the species is a large incentive, but people have tended not to really. You're not doing shit about it. Uh, that's true. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even thinking about it. And I mean, it's destruction of the species in an abstract way, like even more abstract than like climate change or something. And we see how people have really stepped two on that. So. <laughs> Am I muted right now? I guess so. Did did I lose... What happened? You hit the top of your... Oh, sorry. I didn't know there was a mute up there. Yeah, there's a mute button on the top. I guess we're still learning the new microphones. Anyways, that's all I got. Okay. Or yeah, we'll... Uh... Hit some South Lake tomorrow. Yep. Good times. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.